Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, a little bit of Seth Anthony there, reckless, bringing us on the air this morning. Uh, if you're out there in the big county of Rankin, where I butter my bread, uh, the signal should be rocking and rolling. We are, we are back on the new tower for now. And uh, we love that. Uh, shout out to the owner of this station, Matt, for all the hard work he puts in behind the scenes. You, know, you guys would have no clue because God knows I had no clue how much it took to run a radio station. So very, very appreciative of all the hard work Matt puts in there. Um, the phone line this morning, if you want to chime in, we're going to do something a little different today. Your boy hit a brick wall last night trying to come up with things to talk about. <laughs> Hey, every now and then it happens. Every now and then it happens. So I posed the question to my Facebook friends on my personal Facebook page. I said, hey, I sent out an SOS. I said, help your boy out. I'm going to be live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studio in the morning. And I don't know what to talk about for the first hour of the show. We got a guest in the second hour. We're going to be discussing a murder uh, mystery, a cold case, the Angela Shires Barentine case we're going to be discussing that this morning with Corey seal in the second hour but the first hour what we're going to do is listener's choice you know uh you guys i asked y'all what y'all want to talk about you gave me a bunch of topics so we're going to do kind of speed dating style we're going to run through them i'm gonna give my opinions on them you're welcome to call in give your opinions on them you're welcome to call in and uh talk about something that grinds your gears open forum as kim way calls it the phone line is 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. Hey, real quick, before we get into that, man, um, Richland Police shared a post yesterday. And, you know, we talk a lot about supporting law enforcement here on this show and something that's, I guess kind of easily slips through the cracks a little bit because we spend so much time supporting police is uh, the other first responders that have to deal with stuff every day. Your firemen, your EMTs, your folks that work in the emergency rooms where these where uh, accidents and bad stuff inevitably end up landing for, uh, to get medical attention or whatnot. I'm going to read y'all a post here, a little sad this morning, but again, I want to, I want to acknowledge what our other first responders, as well as police, obviously, go through on a day-to-day basis. I shared this to my personal Facebook yesterday. The poster's name is David Ruth. Don't know him. Don't know anything about him. But I know Richland Police shared the post, so I know it's legitimate. So here it goes. It goes, credit where credit is deserved to Richland PD, Richland Fire Department, and Pafford Paramedics. This morning was one of the mornings all first responders fear the dreaded 911 call of an infant not breathing. The first Richland PD officer was on the scene within three minutes and performing CPR. 
Then within a few minutes later, assisted by Richland Fire Department, then Pafford paramedics, everyone done all they could, but to no avail, they were not able to save the precious child. I completed my task, and as I was about to leave the scene, I noticed the first responders gathered in a group together. Most people would think they are just standing around unconcerned because they aren't showing emotion. This is the time that they bond together as a team and cope with the situation among themselves. I heard the sorry in their voices, and I seen the ones that walked away from the group in the darkness to wipe their tears from the eyes. It's our job, they say, but I didn't want this day to end without thanking them for the toughest job out here. My prayers and comfort to the family and to the men and women who choose to serve and protect. May God bless each each of you and watch over you. It was just some perspective. Uh, you know, some perspective. Let's start the day off, man. You see, you see a first responder out there. It ain't always, you know, we, all, we know we love a police here. Hashtag jump out boys. Hashtag uh, I-20 interdiction team. You know, all those folks. They're my, they're my, they're my people, as I like to say. Uh, but we also, man, don't forget our firemen out there, our volunteer firemen. Shout out to the folks at Lankford Volunteer Fire Department, man. Waiting on my Boston butt. Going to be good. Going to be good. And uh, shout out to uh, all the paramedics out there riding on an ambulance and and all this stuff. Okay, somebody texted in. Uh, Brad texted in and says, David Ruth is the Hines County, uh, Rankin County coroner. That's, I have met David. So um, I, I just terrible with names. So thank y'all for clearing that up for me. Uh, yeah, really good guy, man. I met him at a breakfast one morning out there in uh, the Brandon, Rankin County. I can't talk this morning. You would think a guy that talks every morning could talk better. The Rankin County Republican breakfast, I met David. Uh, good dude. Real good dude. So anyway, man, just uh, let them know you appreciate them. I got several friends who have um, been EMTs over the years as well. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, Sonny Evans, was EMT for a long time. And I still think he does something to do with that. Just um, I don't think he's riding on an ambulance anymore. So uh, a lot of former retired, active military, National Guard folks do that, I've noticed. So anyway, bless them. All right, let's check the Guns and Gear text line real quick. And we're going to get into some rapid fire questions or uh, show topics. Uh, Thomas had texted in to confirm the David Ruth. Brad texted in. Let's switch over to the Guns and Gear text line here. Just make sure I'm not missing anything. Yep, everybody just kind of confirming that David Ruth is the county coroner. All right, let me sure. Oh, man, look, we, we spent a lot of time yesterday on Deion Sanders. A lot of time on Deion Sanders. And I saw a funny post. Um, was it? Uh, it was Chris Fields, I believe, uh, I spoke about yesterday. He's one of the reporters and camera guys for – WLBT had shared a post and it said that Colorado's AD comes out and says they don't have the money to pay Dion yet, but he sure it won't be a problem. And the first thing I thought about, they didn't got Dion on a buy here, pay here, no credit check, in-house finance, coaching contract. Dion done left Jackson for a buy here, pay here deal. I thought it was funny and uh, it's my show. So I hope y'all think it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, man, the Dion stuff, that was a big story yesterday. And I think by the end of the day that a lot of the hard feelings had subsided. I've started seeing a lot of positive posts. I started seeing a lot of the mainstream urban media, we'll call it, 
come out and you know catch Dion's back and and all that. So I I think people are it hurts, man. It hurts when you lose your boy. It hurts when you feel like you weren't the first choice. You know, just like in a relationship, I compare it to a relationship all the time. Nobody wants to be Plan B. Nobody wants to take it either. Nobody wants to be Plan B. You always want to be A one, A one, not A two, not A B, not none of that. A one. It was. It hurts when somebody chooses somebody over you, but you know that's life in the big city. It's gonna happen. We've all had our hearts broke. We 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 grown ups, ain't we? <laughs> All right, so let's talk about let's talk about oh yeah, one more thing and I promise we're gonna jump into it. This is something I want to talk about. This is one thing I did have wrote down on my notes, on my blank sheet of paper when I asked y'all for assistance. There was a post yesterday, a Clown World shared it on Twitter. <laughs> you know, talk about living in twenty twenty two. Living in the future when we're when we're make, we're given a credit to a Twitter account called Clown World. But hey, that's the world we live in. First world problems. Clown World shared a screenshot from a from a pastor, I guess, Bruce Wilkinson. It's at Padre in Atlanta. And it's got a picture of two white folks. Uh, they're pro-life. They're passing out pamphlets, I guess, in a traditionally black area. And they've got Black Babies Matter stickers and that's what it says on the pamphlets they're saying hey you know because we know the overwhelming majority of abortions are in or of black babies that's statistical fact you don't you know you can get mad at you don't get mad at me or heck do get mad at me i don't care i'm just reporting the facts so here's what it says racism hashtag white supremacy hashtag on full throttle today as reported by the pastor of my home parish in hashtag atlanta these folks showed up unannounced to distribute these flyers outside the predominantly black Catholic parish. Hatred has no limits or shame. And what I loved was one of my friends on Facebook here had an absolute great point. If I can find it here real quick. Here we go. It says this is I want to credit David McAllister here. It says outside the predominantly black Catholic parish hashtag. Are there different perspectives based on race when it comes to Catholic views on abortion? Is this like Biden-Pelosi version of Catholics? I mean, talk about home run. If, uh, if Mr. Dixon is listening this morning, our resident black Catholic, uh, I would love for Mr. Dixon to call in <laughs> and uh, let us know, is there a difference in black and white Catholicism uh, in different areas? I, I, I would love to know. So, I thought that was a great point. And man, come on, just let's let's get back to the elephant in the room here. So now, subconsciously, I've thought these things. I thought, man, they inevitably they're going to say anything that goes against the Democrat narrative is going to be white supremacy, racism, all that. Have we have we strayed so far? Have we strayed so far to the left? That now, simply not wanting to kill baby, not not wanting to kill black babies is racist. Woo! To quote Ric Flair, woo! What a time to be alive. We we are living in the end times. We are living in the end times. 
I wish y'all got as got a, as mad about the IRS as y'all do all this stuff. You're doing us all a favor. I wish the Jan Sixers had had stormed that building while they were there. Goodness, man, we're living in the end times, my friends. When when now just not wanting black babies to be murdered is considered racism and hashtag white supremacy. What a time, man. What a time. All right, look, let's take our first break here. When we come back, we're going to do a little speed dating on some topics here. I'm excited about it. I hope you guys will call in, text in. It's going to be a good time. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the most incendiary morning talk show. And I dare say all of America is independent, baby. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-A-N-T. I don't know how to spell independent, but you know the Boosie song. Um, we independent conservative talk radio. We are, we are given a lot of rope here to do what we do. So, much appreciated. Much appreciated. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studio. Live at the Cotton Exchange Plaza. Hey, real quick, man. I haven't told you guys about Watkins Construction and Roofing in a few days. And <clears throat> I threw my ad, my, my little script away. I was like, man, I kind of get tired of reading the same thing. I think I could tell you better. I can let the customers tell you more about Watkins Construction and Roofing than I can. I go to their Google reviews. Pull it up here, man. They got 558 reviews. Most all of them are five-star. They got a 4.8 Google review rating. Can't please everybody, unfortunately. My mic ain't doing what I want it to do. It says, uh, this is from Friendly Guy is the fellow's name here on Google says Watkins Roofing went out of their way to provide quality service. They were extremely patient and helpful when dealing with my insurance company after my roof suffered damage from Hurricane Ida. They stayed in contact with me throughout the entire process, process and once we got final approval from my insurance company, they promptly scheduled the installation of my new roof. And they did an excellent job. Dedicated and skilled workers were exceptional. And their efficiency and professionalism. Additionally, uh, let's see here. Additionally, Austin Langford, who was overseeing the project, was on top of everything. He was on site during my roof installation and made sure I was delighted with the results. I highly recommend Watkins Construction and Roofing. My friends, you can also experience the same friendly customer service that Friendly Guy did by checking out Watkins Construction and Inc.com. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing. Locally owned. Locally operated. Right here in Central Mississippi. Good, good folks. All right. Let's see here. Let's go to my speed topics this morning. And let's see what we got here. So, Mason says, we're going to be all over the place this morning. I said, I asked for help. What do y'all want to, what do y'all want to hear me harp about? I was telling a friend of mine the other night, I said, I got to go look for things to be mad about online <laughs> so I can do a talk radio show in the morning. <laughs> Let's see here. Mason says, 
Christmas is either the best time of the year or it's the worst. The ups and downs of the holidays due to family dynamics. This one hits home this year, right? You know, y'all know what I'm going through in my personal life. This will be uh, my first year, uh, how do you say, divorced, almost divorced, however you want to say that, separated uh, in four years. Five years, I think we've been together total. So <clears throat> that, this will be different. You know, if, and we're lucky in the, in the, to the extent that we don't have kids that have to balance between one house or another. I know it's also really tough for uh, recovering addicts, you know, single folks who, you know, a lot of depression in, the, in this time of year, you know, going through the holidays alone and all that. So keep everybody in your prayers. And, uh, you know, if you've got, you got a friend out there that's, that's doing the holidays solo, I know we talk about this a lot around Thanksgiving, uh, invite them over. Let's, you know, do it around Christmas too. You know, like I said, the, if you know somebody who's recovering from addiction, uh, don't let them spend too much time by themselves. You know, they, they might slip into, their, into their, their addictions. Just food for thought. It is a depressing time of the year to be solo. So keep those people in, your, in mind. Also, speaking of addiction and recovery, I know that you guys love the Testimonial Tuesday shows. We're going to get back to that next week. I've got, I've got it booked up through the end of January and in the end of February, every Tuesday. So I promise we're getting back to that. Just took a couple weeks off through Thanksgiving and the end of this month. But we'll have Allison Lee Noon on with us next Tuesday. So keep that in mind. All right, let's see here. Steph Ann says, expansion of Capitol Police taking over all the way to county line, question mark. What about the feds coming to Jackson help since they don't want Capitol Police? Okay, I have one. How is how is there a church slash ministry on almost every corner in Jackson and still crime is scary? What are they doing or not doing? Well, uh, let me be the bad guy here and tell you not all churches are about are about giving back to the community. A lot of these churches in Jackson are just a hustle. They're a tax-free hustle, just like a lot of charities. So I ain't throwing a baby out with the bathwater. You can figure out which ones are good and which ones aren't, but do your research. As far as the expansion of the Capitol Police, that is the rumor I'm hearing from my folks over there. Uh, Tate is going to expand it. That money, that, that old Jackson money that hadn't left Jackson, they're mad. They're mad that they're not being covered over there in Eastover and Leftover. And uh, that's the overwhelming majority of the tax-paying, property-owning tax base in Jackson is over there in Eastover and Leftover. And you're going to see it. North Jackson can still be saved. It's not so far gone like South Jackson and West Jackson. North Jackson, with the, the the right law enforcement, can be saved. Will it be saved? Do they want to be saved? Like Project Pat? Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Anytime I can squeeze in some Project Pat on a conservative talk radio show, I'm about that life. So, yeah, they they will be expanding the Capitol Police, to my understanding. All right, let's take a call here on the phone line this morning. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, Clay. I remember when Chuck Way first got elected. There were some people in Eastover, and when I time, I lived in Bell Haven. There's a statute that will allow a city to leave another city and become its own city, and they had looked into that. 
if they get that Capitol Police, that may be the first step of actually doing that. Wait, repeat that part again. Okay, you, if you say you're in Eastover and Fonder and Bellhaven, if they get enough people together, get enough signatures, they can vote to leave Jackson and start their own city. There is a statute that does allow that. Yeah, you know that's what Buckhead is basically doing in Atlanta. There, they don't want. Yeah, they don't want no part of the nonsense. How you think we got West Monroe and Monroe, Louisiana? That happened back in the seventies. You know, I was always curious about the West Monroe thing. Uh, I've, yeah, I've stayed that, there that some over the years. Interesting. Well, yeah, good stuff. Maybe maybe they'll do it and they can elect their own white liberal mayor. Now, maybe so. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe they'll be Republican and say. But think about that. If you took away Capitol Police jurisdiction and made it its own city, what would that do to the city of Jackson? Well, it would. Well, it was. It would sink that the rest of Jackson because that's the only thing propping Jackson up. Yeah. So that, which I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to celebrate the downfall because I do love Jackson. You know, contrary to how I may come across on this show, I wouldn't. I wouldn't raise so much hell about it if I didn't love it. I would like to see it succeed. I do too, but I hate what it's become. Too short. I hate that you've got a guy in there that's basically a black Hitler. He cannot stand any other race except for white people. On is what he says, but his actions basically show he don't give a damn about nothing but old white people. He hasn't done nothing for Jackson, especially South Jackson and West Jackson. Everything he's ever done, bonds for any development, were all basically for the white community. Let's see here. I've got the number written down here. 488. No, I'm sorry. 483 black folks have died since Chalkway. Not all black folks. There are a few white folks in there. But folks have died since Chalkway became mayor. He does not care about he does not I care about this. How much, I want to know how much money he's given to different wards. And I'm going to bet you the vast majority of the money that he has approved, I guarantee you the white neighborhoods have got a whole lot more than the black ones. Well, you know, he knows where his butter that ain't right that ain't right at all. He knows where his bread's buttered. All right, brother, I gotta take a break. Appreciate you, man. Have a good day. You too. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios here. On 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Real quick, shout out to one of my good friends, Miss Sarah, out there. Uh, one of the Madison County moms, raising hell all the time, keeping people in check. She sent me a Jackson Bandits throwback t-shirt. And uh, I am wearing it for the first time this morning. I actually had to lose about 10 pounds so I could fit in it right. <laughs> That's on me, not her. But yeah, wearing it this morning, I shared the picture to the Clay Edwards Show Facebook page. I did create another Clay Edwards Show Facebook page. Facebook wouldn't let me run an ad on Instagram without it. So anyway, that's where I posted it. You can check that out. And, uh, you know, I've heard a rumor. I, don't, I can't confirm, deny. I don't know anything else. But I heard a rumor that they are efforting getting the Jackson Bandits or another hockey team back here in Jackson. The the Biloxi Sea Wolves, I think is what they're called. I can't remember. Anyway, the, the hockey team down on the coast has returned. It's doing great business down there. Uh, maybe that's my question of the day. If they were able to get minor league hockey back to the Coliseum, if the Jackson Bandits came now, would you go to the games? Do you feel safe going to Jackson? I, I feel fine down at the fairgrounds. They, they do a great job down there. But what about you? I'm a little different. <laughs> 
Would you go support it? They sell beer now. They sell liquor. Keep in mind, the last time the bandits were here, they didn't sell beer or liquor in the Coliseum. So you had to, if you wanted to partake in the spirits, you had to binge drink out in the parking lot or sneak in little liquor bottles. So would you go now? I, I, I think I would. It's nice and cold in the Coliseum. And I like that. I, I shared a meme yesterday on my Facebook, and it was like, there's nothing better than getting up in a cold, you know, cold bed with a big comforter and then turning the, cutting the fan on for a little razzle-dazzle. Well, that, that ain't my bedroom. I don't know what is. It, if, let me rephrase that. If that ain't my whole house, I don't know what is. My whole house is just the razzle-dazzle, the old razzle-dazzle. Air conditioning and fans blowing everywhere. Sounds like a factory in there, like a wind tunnel. Has so many fans blowing in my house. All right, this segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Get out there, Highway 49, Florence, Mississippi. You got brakes, water pumps, auto repair. They do it all, man. But their specialty is rear ends, ring and pinions, gears, axles, differentials. That's probably some of the same things, just different names. Transfer cases, all that. Get out there, let them fix all that stuff for you. Let them upgrade it. I talk about it all the time. You know how we are down here in the South, man. We like to put big wheels and tires on everything. And they can help you with that. You put big wheels and tires on it, you need to do two things. You need to upgrade your brakes to stop those 24s, 26s, 30s, whatever. Big tires. They are not made. Your factory brakes are not made to stop those things. Let them upgrade your brakes. Also, your ring and pinion. You know, you come with a little rinky-dink factory uh, ring and pinion, it ain't made to pull that. You're losing a lot of power. You're wasting gas the whole nine yards. Let them come in there. Let them get your gear set up properly. And your different, you know, in your uh, transfer case, your different front, different whatever, and your and your rear end. I ain't no mechanic. I just uh, I just know how to I just know how to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, AC work like today, eighty degrees in December. Last week we needed a heater. By the weekend you're gonna need a heater, but today it's eighty something degrees. I've had my air conditioner on since I got in my car at six a.m. this morning. Uh, if your AC ain't blowing cold, if your heat ain't warming, get over there to A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 in Florence. If you're going south on 49, right as you get through Richland, they're going to be there on the white, on the white, on the right, in a big white building. You can't miss it. A1 Gear and Auto. All right, let's hit some more of these rapid-fire topics from my Facebook last night. Let's see here. I I did like the the Capitol Police question. Great job there, Steph, and uh, Mason, too, on the Christmas being a hard time for folks. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, Bill says, City of Jackson trying to spend the third-party admin for the water system as not being a takeover. Well, it's definitely a takeover. The City of Jackson lost. They ain't getting the money. They ain't getting control of the money. The feds said, "Uh uh-uh. And you know it's bad when you get some Democrat on Democrat, "Uh uh-uh. Like, even the Democrats are like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh. We ain't doing it. No, sir, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't doing it. And uh, it was the Sea Wolves, by the way, down there on the coast. So thank you, Matt, for the for the save there. Hey, Sean texted in just uh and says that uh, Capitol Police will in fact save North Jackson. So we are pulling for that to happen. Let's see here. Ken asked about testimonial Tuesday, and I uh, just to reiterate, we will be starting that back up next Tuesday here on the show. Oh, let me scroll down here just a little bit. 
I, one of the things I want to talk about, and I don't think we're going to do it today. I think I can do a whole show with it. Is and I may even bring Derek in to do it with me if he uh, if he's game. But yesterday I made the comment about black folks not liking cold weather, <clears throat> and I Derek was the first phone call I took after that, and I, I thought I maybe had uh, crossed the line, so I sent Derek a message, and we were chatting about. It. He's like, "Oh no 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 no," and we were talking about where did that stereotype come from, and he brought up a great point. He said older older black folks for whatever reason keep their houses hot as hades you know with them old gas heaters uh natural gas heaters and stuff space heaters and he said for whatever reason that's just a that's just a thing he said he said he believed that's where that stereotype came from and i got to thinking about it man growing up going over to my i'd say my my black brothers as black brother and sister's houses it was always hot I mean, could not breathe. You talk about you don't want clay to stick around somewhere long. Cut the heater on. Cut the heater on or put a basketball game on. And I'll be the first one out the door. You ain't got to say no more. I'll, I'll say bye. And I'll leave one of those roadrunner dust shadows like beep, beep, gone. Yeah, the heater is my kryptonite. I can't do it. Cannot do it. So anyway, more to the story. We're thinking about getting together and doing kind of a Mythbusters on racial stereotypes. There's plenty of things about white folks, like we don't like we don't season our chicken, like we don't know how to bake macaroni. There's plenty of things like that. So we're talking about different, getting together and doing some myth busting on black and white stereotypes. Now, if somebody from a different persuasion wants to come in and to partake in that, one of our Hispanic brothers and sisters, Asian brothers and sisters. You're welcome to come to the table. I got some questions for y'all, too. I'd like to know the answers, too. So anyway, we think about doing a whole show on that, and I'll keep you guys posted. But I did want to follow up on my black folks cold weather comment yesterday and uh, kind of clean that up a little bit. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Marshall says, what about Shad White auditing Jackson's books? All right, my understanding on the Shad White not auditing Jackson, at the end of the day, the way the Constitution is, in the, the state Constitution, they can't. He, he can't audit municipalities unless it's state money. So he can't go in. If it's Jackson's money, it's Jackson's money. It's not the state's money. But if the state has control or the state is providing the service, uh, that's why the water fiasco is so it's such a big deal and the city not getting the money, getting control of the money. They don't want it to go through the state auditor's office because if, if Shad white could get in the books, they'd all go to jail. They would all go to jail. Every single one of them and the Kim folks. So that's why they're fighting so hard to keep the state. They want money from anywhere, but the state of Mississippi. Cause if they, if they take the state funds, then the the state auditor gets to play with the, gets to play in the books and control it and figure out everything that's going on. So th- that is at the end of the day, that's a layman's answer for it. Uh, there's got to be state funds for the state auditor to get involved. It's not. I believe that I can also he also it can co- over counties like he could get into Hines County, but if it's a municipality like Jackson, Clinton, Byram, an incorporated city is what I'm trying to say. He can't get in there unless they're using state funds. So just uh, food for thought there. <clears throat> Teddy says, 
When people talk about how to pay for the water issues or Jackson State a stadium, why doesn't the wasted money that was used to build the Jackson Convention Complex ever come up? And Teddy, I'm so glad you mentioned the Jackson Convention Complex. Because I was downtown, I owned my club on Capitol Street right there in front of it when they built that whole thing. And we were like, this is going to be the savior of downtown. They're going to do this. They're going to redo the King Edward. They're going to open up Ferris Street. It's going to be great. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> a lady that follows my page sent me some pictures from over the weekend. They had a huge cheer competition down at the Jackson Convention Complex. And not a single toilet in there worked. They were all backed up with poo and pee and toilet paper and everything else. You have a ton of kids in there, females in particular, that had to sit down to use the bathroom. And they couldn't. They were having to go over to, and uh, shout out to Martin's. They're not one of the sponsors on the show, but shout out to Martin's. They were letting them use their restroom over there. And uh, when folks do good stuff, we'd like to give them a shout out. And, hey, Martin's, would love to have you on the show. Hit your boy up. Y'all know where to find me. The Jackson Convention Complex can't even handle a crowd of four or 500 people without the toilets backing up. I don't know if it's from low water pressure or whatever the case may be. But yeah, to the point, uh, Teddy, a lot of wasted money. That, do you, y'all may not know this. Some of y'all may. Do you, do you know how close the city of Jackson came? to having the Braves ballpark built in downtown Jackson. It was very, very close to happening. And uh, the deal with Pearl went through at the last minute just due to Jackson leadership not having their crap together. Talk about a deal that worked out for the best. But the Braves are so lucky that Jackson drug their feet on that because they would already be gone. They would have they packed up and bounced like an ounce. They would not be in Mississippi anymore. Or that maybe they'd be the team that ended up on the coast because that would have been a disaster. And here's the thing about the JSU Stadium. The city of Jackson, I'm glad you brought this up. The city of Jackson shouldn't be, they shouldn't be raising money to keep Dion. They shouldn't be involved in any of Jackson State's business like that. It ain't the city's responsibility to build a stadium. It just didn't. That, that, that is up to the state, the school, and the alumni. We got Derek on the phone here. Hey, Derek, you're on there, brother. Hey, good morning. Hey, another another good development that we missed because of, um, well, I'll say it because of Negro miss, and that was the Two Lakes project. Two Lakes, yes, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, because you had one guy that was going to use the majority of his money that was a developer that grew up here to develop some of it along with the Riverwalk because when you look at Jackson's infrastructure downtown is set up for a river walk. We had something similar to uh, San Antonio. Yeah, it's actually a lot of downtown is built over the town, the town creek. It could be busted up. You know, it, it would take some real work and some and some big, big thinkers to make it happen. But it could absolutely have have been. I saw the drawings. David Watkins. Yeah, I've seen it. Right. David Watkins had all of them set up in his office when he was set up at uh, Union Station down there. And uh-huh. it, I mean, it, it was hard to wrap your head around what you were looking at. Because it was so drastically different than what you were currently looking at, like trying to figure out where was what. So it there was now look, we all know how that ended. Uh some corruption, some theft, this and that and the other. But Well, you know, Lamumba Senior was worried about who who was gonna be able to afford the houses that would be built around him. You know, dumb stuff like that. 
Yep. It, you know, yeah, he, I, I heard him in, 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 in uh, you know, I was watching one of the um, town, you know, the board meetings, and he was like, well, people won't be able to afford the housing that goes, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, why does the government feel like it's their responsibility to, to, to provide housing? I just don't get that part. It's not. Hey, a little off subject, but back. I need. I need to read this text real quick. Ryan texted in on the Guns and Gear text line, and this is the, concerning the Jackson Convention Complex. He said they can't. They can't flush the toilets due to the wasted money on a filtration system on the city water. It was installed and bypassed in less than a month. The contractor that won the bid for the filtration system had contacts with the supervisors. Oh, of course. I mean, that's the whole minority contractor, the minority set aside thing. And uh, so I'm not surprised at all that some shady nonsense is why the toilets don't flush down there. Well, Clay, like I said, I would have to tell you my experience about that because I remember when my mother and father um, on charter buses and when they would see um, our competitive prices, they would want access like we were requirements like we want to inspect your buses and look at your equipment and look at your maintenance logs. My mom used to get mad about that, but my dad didn't because he understood because of programs like minority set-aside, they, they, I mean, it was pretty much expected they were going to provide a low quality of service. So my dad would always say, okay, yeah, come on. And they would be impressed about how pristine our buses and equipment were. And my dad would explain to them the reason why that I can charge a trip at a competitive price is because I do all my own maintenance work. And they were just, like, impressed. We were taking private schools, public schools. All in the, in the uh, east central in the east central Mississippi area on charter trip because yeah. my dad provided an excellent quality of service to some of the larger bus companies. Hey, Derek, so, Derek, you want to stay on hold for a minute? I got to take a break. I'll come back and sure, end the yeah, hour sure, with sure. you. All right, hang on. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Come back in the hour with Derek on the phone, and then we will have Corey Seal uh, to discuss a cold case murder from right here in Mississippi. A little unsolved true crime stuff. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on one hundred three nine WYAB. Hey, I'm here. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike and Flowwood Studios. Let's go back to Derek real quick. We've got about a minute, Derek. Wrap it up for me, brother. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I get it with that with the minority set aside thing because even in businesses like the ones my parents was in, you know, they provided a low quality of service because they were just giving contracts to where my, people like my mom and dad had to earn them. That's it, brother. You know, if you got to get back to earning it based on merit, you're going to be a lot better off than if you got it based on a handout. And and Jackson and Hines County in general is uh, on the handout system right now. And the what are you going to hand me back when I hand you this? It's, it's, yeah. it's, all, it's all it is, man. Yeah, well, it, it all started by a reluctant trip that my dad didn't want to take with a, with a private school because he's a product of his time and he was taught a stereotype that all private schools were racist. And he and I got into an argument, but before I got disrespectful, I left. I said, look, take the trip. They're civic. They got civic organizations, teams, everything like that. And when he did, Silver Bay Academy called the following week and needed three buses. Then we started getting all types of contracts with different public and private schools. And I told my dad, what did you learn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Derek, we're up against the break, brother. I appreciate you, man. Have a blessed day. Yes, sir. All right. All right great call from Derek there, as always. Look, we'll be right back. Top of the hour news. Corey Seal coming to discuss Angela Shire's Barentine cold case. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.